Hello and welcome to the Software Factory Podcast. I'm your host, Satvik Kasinathani. Before we dive into the episode, I just want to talk about the podcast for a little bit and give a few updates of what's going on with the podcast. So this is the first episode of the Software Factory. This podcast really focuses on software engineering things and everything related to it. So if you're really interested in software engineering and computer programming, this is the perfect podcast for you. Currently, I'm developing a website for this using React.js. For those of you who do not know what React.js is, it is a JavaScript library uh, in order to develop front-end web applications. So a website for this podcast is being developed. If you want to know more about me, your host, make sure to visit www.sockjig.site to see some of the work experience I have, some projects I've done on my own, and just if you want to know about me more. Um, and when it comes to the podcast, again, we are going to be creating a Twitter account. I'll get started on creating a Twitter account so that we could reach out to more people also. But this is the very first episode of The Software Factory. Um, it's not necessarily concentrated towards software engineering. As you could tell by the title, yeah, I'm going to be talking about an organization and you know um, what's going on with them. Why is there so much hate and so much love for them? What are the two different sides uh, in with this organization? And the title of this episode is called "White Hat Junior: The Biggest Scam of the 21st Century." So for those of you who do not know what White Hat Jr. is, it is pretty much founded by this guy named Karan Bajaj. And uh, I believe it is based in India, uh, this company. And it has a parent organization called Baiju's, which is an educational company, which I believe is also based in India. Uh, sorry if I'm wrong about that. Uh, but pretty much they have this coding curriculum to teach kids starting from elementary school. So like six-year-olds, they want to teach kids coding starting from the age of six and uh, all the way to the age of 18. So they pretty much are one of those organizations that stand for teaching uh, coding to kids, kind of like code.org, but more expensive. They take money for it. And um, and there's lots of, you know, like people were calling it a scam. Like, as you can tell by the title, I'm calling Whitehead Junior a scam. Uh, there's lots of, things going on between the founder Karan Bajaj and someone named Pratipunya, uh, which I will go through later in this podcast. But overall, we have some people that absolutely love what White Hat Junior is standing for. And then we have some people who you know, are hating and who are just, you know, who are not liking what uh, White Hat Junior is doing. So it's been a very interesting episode, not focused specifically on software engineering, but related to coding. So you have that dream job of becoming a software engineer at a fang company like Facebook, Google, but you really don't know how to achieve that and you want to beat the competition and get to your dream job. So how do you do it? AlguaExpert.io. It is so far the best platform to prepare for your coding interviews. AlguaExpert did not sponsor me to mention them. I have I recently purchased AlgoExpert.io and it is absolutely amazing. They have a data structures crash course talk about different data structures used in coding interviews. They have tons of coding interview problems ranging from easy to hard. 
and once you complete about i think a hundred alibis for dio interview questions you get a certificate from them and you will be connected to Fang companies. So make sure to check out AlgoExpert.io if you're looking to get a software engineering job at a top company or an amazing startup. So as I said, AlgoExpert.io mainly focuses on teaching kids the future generation coding. They want to make kid coders. So before I even get into White Hat Junior and why I call them a scam. I think it's important I make it clear my on my perspective about kids coding, you know, what I think about the future generation learning coding at a young age. So I'm currently 15 years old and I started doing computer programming stuff when I was 10, so pretty young. And I started with the basics. Uh, it wasn't something I did every day back then. Uh, now I do it every day, obviously, but back then it was like maybe once a month uh you know like maybe once a week once a month something like that so it wasn't that constant it was just something i knew uh something i just do for fun so i wasn't forced to learn programming by anyone uh no one forced me no one even really like you know like my parents they didn't force me to learn computer programming in fact they they weren't they didn't really care if i was learning it or not they weren't bothered uh because um, they know that programming isn't a necessary skill you need for the future. Uh, but I, so I learned by myself because I wanted to create a small game on my computer for my brother and I to play with. And, you know, so that's why I just started with Python, learned the fundamentals, created a basic rock, paper, scissors game. So pretty much that's how my programming journey started. It just started with curiosity and wanting to create something. But these days society is picturing coding as a skill that will be needed a hundred percent in the future for example i see things that where people say like we're reading and writing in english today the future is going to be reading and writing in code and that's very illogical in my opinion it doesn't make any sense because the point, what software engineers do and what engineers in the tech space do is that we want to make technology more accessible to humanity. We don't want to have humanity have to change its ways, mend its ways in order to use technology. We want technology to mend its ways, change its ways in order for humans to use it. For example, we have Amazon Alexa, which is a popular you know, artificial intelligence by Amazon. I'm pretty sure you've heard of it. You maybe have one also. And we talk to it in English or whatever na your native language is. Uh, you could set it and you could talk to it. So that AI, it was coded to understand that language. Software engineers made sure it understood the language. We changed it. We made it, we made sure it understood human language. What these people are pretty much saying is that we have to learn the computer's language and eventually we're going to be communicating with the computers in computer language. So does this mean uh, you, currently I'm writing essays in school in English. So does that mean I'm going to be writing essays with Python or Java, which is their two uh, very popular programming languages, but it, it makes uh, no sense to me when people say that coding is a very necessary skill for the future. Because and there the reason is because they think that technology uh, the technology is the is going to be the future. It already is. It's gonna it's gonna become more involved in our lives. 
in the future also. But that doesn't mean we have to learn how to code. That means nothing. I agree that we may need to learn the basics of how a computer works, some basic technology, uh, you know, things like how, how does networking work, etc. Um, but I think that coding itself is not a required skill. Uh, like if I were to go for, let's say I'm in the medicine field, if I were to go to a hospital for an interview for a doctor position, they're not going to ask me to invert a binary search tree. You know, they're they're not going to ask me that because it's very irrelevant. Just like that coding is not relevant for everything you will do. Another thing that I see people say is coding increases your creativity and problem solving skills. And society pictures coding is the only way to do that also, uh, which I, again, disagree with. Doing lots of art, lots of art related activities increases your creativity. Problem solving, you could do lots of math logical problems. There's, there's things like Math Olympiad and United States, uh, United States Math Olympiad, yeah, and Math Counts that, um, that you know, focus on logical and mathematical problems that could help you increase your problem solving. Instead of schools and, you know, society focusing on that, they're falling on this coding thing and making it feel like kids, if you learn coding at a young age, you'll become successful which is necessarily not true. It's a very unnecessary skill unless you're interested. If you're interested in going into the software engineering field or engineering field in general, coding definitely will help, but it's not required for everyone to learn. So that's my opinion on um, what I think about the overall stance of having kids learn to code. If they are interested to learn, then go ahead. But forcing them, doing things like hour of code, or, um, you know, enrolling your kids in like things like White Hat Junior uh, to force your kid to learn uh, is something that I, I'm personally against. You can't force your kid to learn something that's, that will be unnecessary unless you want them to go to the software and you can feel it. But if you think that they're going to become the next Bill Gates or super successful or will have a stable future if they learn how to code, that's not necessarily true. And it's a fact. So, yes, those are my overall views about kids coding. Uh, but this doesn't really answer, you know, my title of the podcast. Why am I calling White Hat Jr. a big scam when they may not agree eye to eye with me on kids coding? But why am I still call it, calling them a scam? Why am I not calling code.org a scam? Well, that is because of, you know, uh, the way they teach um, their fake advertisements and many more things that I'm going to cover in this podcast. But first, I want to talk about what they teach and their costs. So I looked at reviews on YouTube. I went on their website. And um, pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting stuff that I found. So first of all, um, they're pretty much lying uh, to get there, to get people to join. So what they're doing is that they pretty much on their website, if you go, you could see kind of their, I don't know, it has kind of this listing. It says like after eight classes, you could become an advanced game, uh, advanced developer and get a game developer certificate. And after four to five classes, you could code your own company, uh, which is very surprising because if that was the case, that all programmers would become, you know, you know, like advanced in like a few days or, you know, literally a few months. 
Like I've been coding for a while now, and even I'm not that good yet. I'm always practicing in order to get better. And I've been coding for a while, and I can't call myself an advanced developer, an expert, because I'm I'm still learning. I'm still you know, I'm struggling on some topics in computer science that I have to you know learn. So if coding was this easy, then everyone would do it. And you know, there's so many tech startups failing in the world right now. Like all of them would really all of them would succeed if you know if it was this easy. So they claim that, and um, they charge pretty much over $200 per month for classes. And this is why I'm not going to talk trash about Code.org or anything, because I may not agree with what Code.org stands for, but at least they're, you know, they're making sense. They're logical. Like, they, they do this for free. But Whitehead Jr., why why do we have to pay $200 per month for a six-year-old to learn computer programming? For example, like I, I've been coding, I've said five years and 100%, I can 100% guarantee this right now, 100% of all my coding knowledge so far has not come from any paid institution, not college because I'm not in college yet, but it came all from YouTube. YouTube and uh, free courses on edX, pretty much. That's where I got, you know, that's where I learned like pretty much everything I know in computer programming right now. It's all for free. I didn't spend any money. I didn't ask my parents to spend any money on me learning computer programming. And I consider myself as, you know, uh, you know, good developer. Uh, I consider myself like good at what I do. When it comes to developing, I'm not an expert or anything, but. I'm not advanced or an expert, but I consider them pretty, pretty good, pretty solid. Um, and so I learned all that for free. And there are many other people apart from me who have learned uh, coding for, you know, free and landed jobs at top companies. Like, you know, there's this thing called Clever Programmer, amazing YouTube channel. Make sure to check it out. You could, if you just search up Clever Programmer YouTube, you cut them out. Uh, you pretty, they pretty much stream, you know, all these like, you know, all these projects, uh, like an Amazon clone using React.js, uh, all that. Um, and people actually followed those. They added them in their portfolio and landed jobs at startups and many companies. And they all did that for free. They didn't spend any money. And over here, we have to spend $200 for a six-year-old to learn how to, you know, do block coding. And yes, they do teach block coding to their younger children. Um, and that block, those block coding, guess where it comes from? It comes from code.org. So they're pretty much taking code.org material, making it in their own way a little bit and charging $200 to parents, which is absolutely insane. It's very scam. It's a huge scam, that is, in my opinion, where your child can learn it for free online. And if they really wanted to do code.org, they could go on the code.org site themselves. And code.org does provide assistance for problems. There's something called Hour of Code, which is probably in your child's school uh, that you could you could go and learn from. Uh, you could teach your kid how to code um, if you were that concerned about your kid learning computer programming. And so that's what I, I that's why I claim you know this is one part of why I say it is a scam but there's also another part which I'm about to get into and that is their fake advertisements and uh, the fake advertisements are have been going pretty pretty viral 
so how it works is that I believe there was this guy named Wolf Gupta. Um, so Wolf Gupta, White Hat Jr., it was a fake character, and they claimed that he did White Hat Jr.'s, I think, artificial intelligence program or something. Either space tech or artificial intelligence, one of those two. And he was like nine years old, and he landed a job at Google for a million dollars, which is, it's all fake. Even I think, I believe they admitted it. It was all fake. Um, you know, first of all, you know it's fake because you're not allowed to work a full-time position when you're nine years old. Uh, that's pretty much child labor, at least in the United States. Um, and, you know, there's so much more. Uh, you need you need so much more math, so much more logical thinking to get a job at that company. So a company like Google, which is like, very hard to get into. Uh, but pretty much, yeah, it was, so they lied about that. And what this does is it pretty much, especially Indian parents. Now, Indian parents are very, very competitive. Uh, I'm not saying other parents aren't, but I see it more in Indian parents where they're super competitive. They want their child to be the best at everything, all right? It's nothing bad, nothing bad. But so what Whitehead Junior does is that they trap these parents and saying that, oh, look, that kid your son's age, he got a job at Google. If you enroll your kid in Whitehead Junior, we could get him a job at Google or something. You know, so they pretty much are trapping them with these advertisements in order to um, or to get in order to get more people. And apart from this Wolf Gupta um, fake ad, they also claim to have a Silicon Valley uh, project where they'll bring the top one percent of students in Whitehead Junior. Uh, to Silicon Valley, uh, and um, so this is also um, a fake. This has been proved to be fake, as no one in Whitehead Junior went yet. There are many u videos on YouTube that prove that it's a fake project, the Silicon Valley project. Um, and again, this is just to trap Indian parents. And Whitehead Junior is actually all over the world now. It's it's in U.S., U.K., Australia, but it's mainly in India, and. 90% of people who do Whitehead Junior are Indians living in India or Indians living abroad. So they perfectly trap trap these the parents and are able to get uh, get more you know able to get uh, more people to enroll in Whitehead Junior. So that's also another fake ad, and they also I can't guarantee that this is correct 100 percent correct but i've uh, also seen people saying that their apps and you know their kids developing these apps they kind of keep it on their website i'm not claiming that it is fake but i heard i heard from various youtubers that they are fake and i heard that they had proof for that also so these are kind of things that whitehead junior is doing they're scamming scamming you know families scamming people in order to get you know, their children enrolled whitehead junior and keep in mind that Whitehead Junior, okay, so they're also teaching React.js, JavaScript, Python to many of their older students. I think if you're 13 or something, you learn that. Keep in mind that the software field is always progressing fast. Like React.js did not even exist in 2011 or 2010. And now this is 2021 and it's huge. So, you know, like just like that, what, you know, whatever they're learning in Whitehead Junior, whatever I'm learning right now in coding, the different frameworks and everything that's not even going to be there by the time i go to get work, uh, look to even get a job in the field 
it's always evolving. So saying things like teaching kids coding now, um, having them develop websites, mobile apps, saying that they'll have a secure future is absolutely false because things will change in the future. But those are some of the things that um, that are that why I think White Hat Junior is a scam. They're clearly lying. Uh, they're ruining the future generation, and uh, it needs to stop. And there is a person, a brave warrior actually, who is stopping uh, White Hat Junior. Who's trying to stop White Hat Junior at least. And I'm going to mention him in the next segment. So. The last segment of this video, I want to talk about a man I mentioned him before in the podcast. His name is Pradeep Punya. And he pretty much, you know, he found out about White Hat Jr. He used to work at Cisco, I think, as a software engineer. If you Google Pradeep Punya, P-R-A-D-E-E-P space P-O-O-N-I-A, you will get more information about him. Uh, But... He pretty much, he got his Twitter account banned, his YouTube account banned, I think three, four times for, you know, commenting negatively against White Hat Jr. and White Hat Jr.'s, um, what, and White Hat Jr.'s, um, teachers. And so, first of all, it was his opinion, and many of the things he said are justified. They are very justified. So I think, um, you know, he got banned many times, and... You know, he's always posting about this on his LinkedIn also. And currently he's in a lawsuit with um, with White Hat Juniors and Karan Bajaj, who is the founder of White Hat Junior. They are all in a lawsuit right now. And um, I think what Karan Bajaj is suing Pradeep Punya, I think, for illegally accessing something. I'm not sure how true that is. Uh, but what Pradeep Punya is doing is very justified. And he is the man who really cares about the future generation. He is the man who, you know, um, he, he's really caring about the future generation. And he just he doesn't want to ruin the future generation, just like what Whitehead Jr. is doing. Whitehead Jr. is bringing students' hopes up, you know, families' hopes up. And, well, they won't come true, really, but just annoying your child in Whitehead Jr. You know, many people think that if your kid starts coding at the age of 10 years, he will become the next Bill Gates. So it's absolutely false, very false. And things like White Hat Jr. claim that. Things like White Hat Jr. say that your child will become the next Elon Musk or something uh, if you enroll them in White Hat Jr., which is um, very upsetting. And Freddy Punya is the man who is stopping this. So uh, hats off to him. Uh, he is an inspiration to many, and I always look up to him. Uh, and I hope for the best for his uh, for the lawsuit there and right now, and I hope Freddy Punya comes out successful. But overall, this concludes the episode uh, of today's um, of you know today's topic, uh, White Hat Junior and their scam. The first ever episode on this uh, podcast, the Software Factory. And I just want to say that what White Hat Junior doing, they're they're doing things that are very wrong, and it's very upsetting. And the only thing they're doing is that they're ruining the future generation. And it's important that no matter what, it's a fact that what they're doing is wrong, and there are many evidences that can prove that. And it's important to us that we also step up. We support Pradeep Punya and you know his team and fighting this case and winning and making sure white hat junior is done with because things like these 
really bring down the value of computer programming and coding. And they, they make it look like it's so easy. It's very irritating and it is not correct. So out of this podcast, I know this is this is not really a tech, fully on tech related podcast, uh, which uh, I will um, make more tech related podcasts, um, uh, tech related episodes in uh, uh, future podcast, uh, future episodes. Uh, but I really hope that, you know, you did get something out of this about this whole situation between White Hat Jr., what they are doing wrong and why I call them a scam. Things like these, uh, this negative, uh, White Hat Jr. is not able to tolerate for some reason people calling them a scam. Many people on YouTube, not just Pretty Punya, but many regular YouTubers on uh, YouTube and, you know, LinkedIn, Twitter, who, people who post there about White Hat Jr. calling them a scam, they got banned. So I'm not sure if, um, if they're on Spotify, White Hat Jr. people, if they're on Anchor, Spotify, one of these white hat junior people if they are then i'm expecting this podcast to get banned uh so please watch it as please listen to it as quickly as possible uh hopefully it does not get uh banned though so yeah um apart from that uh thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast and you know i can't wait you know for the next episode which will be next week thank you everyone